0: Hello, everyone. My name is Mark. I'm the pastor of The Vine, and you are here for our very, very first ever Midweek Conversation. And we're doing this to talk about the series that we're in called Soul Care. And in the series, we're going to have dialogue with people from our church. And today I'm joined by Milena Hagerup and Katie Fike. Hi, guys.
1: Hello. Hey.
0: Okay, so how about we just start off by just a little introduction? Could you all share just uh, how you spend your days.
1: Sure, yeah, so I am a homeschooling stay-at-home mom, so that's actually most of my days, is teaching kids and hanging out. I have an eight-year-old and a 10-year-old daughter here. Um, I'm also a spiritual director, and so I do some work with that, and volunteer with a lot of different things at the Vine. Yeah, you just do. Just some different meetings and different things, so yeah, that's most, most of my days
2: and I work for The Vine. I'm the communications director here, so I spend um, about half my working time um, helping out with the newsletter and the website and social media and different things like that. I love being a part of this community and I also have two little ones, so uh, spending time with them as well.
0: Awesome. Well, we're doing this because we believe that we learn best in a relationship with each other, and a lot of what we do when it comes to this podcast, and a lot of the quote-unquote content that comes from our church is kind of just one-directional. And so, we thought it'd be meaningful in this series that we're talking about how to care for our soul to actually talk to and hear from people within our community. And just so you all know, we're recording here in our Fines office, which is kind of near downtown. So you're going to have some sounds that come come with being downtown and the background. That's just reality. So uh, I'm so excited about this week's conversation. We spent this Sunday talking about, and this we're going to spend this week exploring what does it mean to have a soul, to be a soul-filled person. I'm curious for you, um, why do you think this conversation is important?
2: I think, um, I think it's really important. Um, I feel like our lives are really full and busy and so many things are distracting us, um, and trying, vying for our attention, taking our attention. And I feel like I see the care of our souls as a way to connect to the deepest parts of who God created us to be that we tend to not pay attention to.
1: Yeah. Building off what Katie said, I fully agree. Um, I know something that multiple spiritual directors have pointed out to me is, um, how easy it is to focus on doing versus just being and i think that's just culturally you know we ask people like hey what do you do like Mm -hmm. we we just are very focused on our actions our to-do list our task our work um and i think to the detriment of ignoring kind of who we are and the emotions and the soul work that's going on underneath and so for me i'm really excited um personally to like take some time to really like be still and know God and, and as a church and a community for this to be, um, our focus, I think this is going to be so helpful and meaningful Mm -hmm. to so many.
0: So let's begin like just a real basic question. And I think one that it's honestly is like really hard to to answer, which is when you think of one soul, what do you think of
1: this? Maybe this is like morbid, but I think like your soul is like who you really are, um, because you know like you think like when someone dies and their body is still physically present but like they're not there you know we even mm-hmm. like had that phrase like they're not here anymore they've mm-hmm. passed away you know that for me um that's kind of what the soul is it's not divorced from the body but it's kind of like who you truly are um in your innermost being how god has made you
2: yeah i i agree and it's interesting because it's not something i've really ever sat down and thought about like mm-hmm. what what is the soul so it's been really an interesting you know um activity to think through that but i i agree i think it's not necessarily like the circumstances of our life but how god created us like that really core of who we are mm-hmm
0: Okay, so on Sunday, we used the imagery of an iceberg and talked about, you know, how like 10% of an iceberg is seen above the surface and 90% is below the surface. And so much of modern living focuses on like above the surface life. We can spend our days chasing a career path or paying down a mortgage or seeking approval from others or just trying to live out the expectations that we received from others. Yet below the surface are more of the fuller parts of our personhood so because of that what are some practices that we could use to remind us of what's below the surface and to live from the soul
2: something that this has sort of made me think about is trying to remain present Mm -hmm. and being really attentive to my thoughts, my feelings, what's like bringing joy and delight, what feels like really true and genuine to who I am in my experience and to kind of like be aware of them and sit with those feelings and not try to push them away or get to the next thing or the next distraction. Um, So yeah, I feel like it's kind of calling me to try and remain more present.
1: Yeah. For me, there is a certain prayer practice that I've learned in my training for spiritual direction. And my, um, my personal spiritual director is like certified in this. And she is always like, you should try this. (laughs) Um, and it's called centering prayer. And so really it is more of a, a, a prayer approach of being still and just listening. And I know for me, um, whenever I like either try it myself or like I tell people about it. I always like give the warning. I'm like, Hey, stuff's going to rise to the surface. Cause I think it's really easy to distract ourselves and to not really, um, focus on what's kind of going on in the soul. Um, but that certain practice of just sitting and being, and just really trying to just be focused on God and to not numb out, not like if uncomfortable emotions arise, try to be like, oh, what's what's happening mm-hmm. on Instagram? Let me, you know, like whatever, you know, just really taking a certain amount of time and just sitting still. Um, mm-hmm. I think that that has done leaps and bounds for soul work for me just to really recognize what's there. That's so easy to ignore. I think mm-hmm. we said that earlier, you know, it's really easy to just focus on that that top 10 percent of the iceberg and just how life kind of looks to you in the day and to others. But um, I think sometimes just slowing down and being still and, and trying to be with God in those quiet moments, I think um, really helps you see all that underneath.
0: Right. Yeah. Something is so crucial uh, as our soul, the health of our soul. It's so easy to live with a denial of it. Mm -hmm. And uh, I think Melena, as you share, I think prayer is one of the ways in which we, can go below the surface. and uh, But prayer is also a mystery. It's also one of these things like as like Christians and Jesus followers, we know we should do. But I think very few of us feel like we've been trained or taught how to pray or even know what it means. So for instance, like what does prayer mean to you as of lately?
1: To show my hand a little bit, I grew up in Baptist churches. And so I think what I was taught about prayer that like either was actually taught or just kind of got from being in the water, um, was prayer was like sitting with God in your quiet time and being like, dear God. And you know, you're either saying it out loud or in your heart, or maybe you're journaling, but it's talking with God. And it was very formulaic. There was even this like, um, acronym of acts and oh, it right, was right, yes yeah, right, it yeah. was like adoration confession thanksgiving and supplication like praying for others uh-huh. and it was like that was that's what you did that was the formula and that was prayer like right. that's what it was and mm-hmm. so I went decades thinking well that's prayer it's when you say dear God and you follow acts mm-hmm. and you have those times um, I think now thankfully I've grown to see just how much more prayer is you know our our God is so creative and and not that that formulate prayer isn't prayer but there's so many other ways and so for me prayer now is connection with God like whatever that looks like and and for some people it is praying and it is journaling but for some it's singing for some it's walking in nature and just Mm -hmm. recognizing God for some it's sitting still and just taking a moment to say hey God Mm
0: -hmm. and,
1: and just be there and so I think I've seen now that It's just so much more than what I thought it was. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's sort of exciting to kind of connect with God in these new ways that Mm -hmm. I didn't know when I was younger.
0: Yeah. It's, it, I imagine for me, like those formulas like acts, uh, they're really helpful for the beginning stages of trying to figure out what does it mean to pray to have a structure, but eventually it's, that's a structure that it's also good to push it away from Mm -hmm. and expand prayer to be more than four points. Yes. And um, so, yeah, it's a, it's a more beautiful, expansive way of being with God, right? Yeah,
2: for yeah. sure.
0: What about you, Katie?
2: Yeah, I think in hearing you talk about your prayer, like upbringing and experience, uh, I grew up um, going to Episcopalian schools. And um, we spent a lot of time reading, you know, prayers from the Book of Common Prayer or, you know, different prayers that are, that are written for you. And I actually really connect to that experience. Um, sometimes I don't know what words to say, or I get distracted and like totally go on to something else um, in my mind. So, having actually something to read, um, I do find that helpful and um, just have a deep appreciation for like really liturgical prayers, prayers that have been said, you know, for many, many years, um, or ones that people have thought through and, and written down. But I think lately, um, kind of to your point too, Melina, my, um, my prayer life has been like an awareness of God's presence Mm -hmm. and not necessarily me like sitting down and taking five or 10 minutes to pray, but sort of being aware of when God brings things to mind and like trying to just pray right then and it might be like literally 10 seconds but that yeah. that process of sort of just like trying to be mindful of God's presence and what God is bringing to my mind and then having that as like a form of mini prayer throughout the day yeah yeah and I think that's
1: that's so beautiful too because you know one of the downsides of the more formulaic is God is sort of in a box or God is sort of like in this portion of your day and like when you leave, you kind of leave God there and yeah. I'll see you tomorrow morning yeah. or whenever it is. But yeah, seeing God like throughout the day, like that's, that's such better communication, <laughs> right? Like that's just so much more what you would want. To I, do.
0: I, I actually remember, I don't know if it was like in youth group or what, but we would, you know, if we were like a handful of us, we're going to pray. We're like, all right, who's going to begin the prayer and who's going to end it? And we would say, who wants to dial the phone <laughs> and who wants to hang it up? And, the reality I love is
1: that image hang up, up
0: right, exactly <laughs> a, gotta gotta go uh we need to wrap this up but the reality is that another form of prayer is is that we never hang up yeah that we... we just carry God's presence and companionship with us the rest of the day which for me makes sense when Paul talked about pray without ceasing I mean, that used to Invoke a lot of stress because that means that you should be praying all the time Mm -hmm. like that kind of formulaic kind of prayer rather than like what you both are saying, which is Joining God with the fullness of my day Mm -hmm. and living in communion with God in every moment One of the greatest resources that the church historically has had around prayer is the psalms the psalm is the church's prayer book and so how about i close our time with reading of psalm 42 which we are focusing on this week as the deer pants for streams of water so my soul pants for you my god my soul thirsts for god for the living god where can i go and meet with god